What's happening in the canine industry? For all the latest news, views and expert opinions, stay right here for the canine paradigm. You'll hear from industry leaders, experts, doyens of the industry, learned colleagues, movers and shakers, and the odd Randy guest. Get the latest insights and expert advice from both here and abroad from the people in the know. Now, here are your hosts, Glenn Cook and Pat Stewart. And I'm Lofty Fulton, and I'm out of here. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by Einswick Dog Quip, who's our good friend Jason Furman. That's E-I-N-Z-W-E-C-K, Dog Quip. Jason is the importer of HF Mills, Herm Springer, and can pretty much get you anything dog-related that you need. All we've your got training stuff from equipment. Jason, haven't we? Yeah, we've got every, I get all my stuff from Jason. Mm, yeah, I've got plenty of stuff from Jason too. We use his slip leads here at work. Uh, yeah, I use his slip leads all the time. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yep. Jason can get you Bramerweb, he can even, um, they get the personalized logos, all that stuff. I've got one saying, so Randy. So Randy. Yeah. You know what we do at the PSA trials is we give away leashes as, that are in, as prizes with your name and position and score and everything. That's right, we do. Mm. Jason provides those. He does. He's such a good sponsor. <laughs> in line with being an all-around good guy and sponsor of the show, Einswick Dog Quip have provided us with one Durofoam ball, one treat pouch, three tugs, and two-handled tug thing. I'll put up pictures of this. Mm. So anyway, that's a giveaway. And we've decided the way we're going to give that away is there's a bit of a process. You have to buy one of our T-shirts and the first person- Only one? Well, at least one. At least one. The first person who can send us a photo of them- with a celebrity, and we'll decide whether it's a celebrity or not, <laughs> yeah. is going to win all this cool dog training stuff from Einswick Dog Quip. So that's it. If you need any dog training equipment, talk to Jason at Einswick Dog Quip. Chances are he can get it for you. Good on Jace. Thanks for supporting the show. Welcome back to the Canine Paradigm. I'm your host, Pat Stewart, and I'm joined in studio today by my co-host, Glenn Cook. Hello. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> I know. I stole it off you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just us. It is. And, and we're we, back. We are back from the IACP conference. How are you feeling? I'm all right. Got in yesterday. Yeah. Um, good flight? It was as good as a flight with a three-year-old can go. And you twisted your foot just before you got on the plane. Yeah, I did something. It all swelled up, but it's okay. Oh, I'm going to live. It's not still banged up, or is it? Uh, there's something wrong with it. I have to get it checked out. Okay. It happened. still is that bad, is it? Yeah, there's something definitely going on with it. It was actually just leaving the hotel, mm, pushing yeah. Rip's pram out and twisted something. And I was like, oh, man. But worst time for it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no good time for it to happen. But, I mean, especially when you're getting on a 20-hour flight yeah. back to Australia and yeah. you've fanged your foot up. Yeah, it's that's okay. no good. It's okay. There's something going on. I'll get it sorted out tomorrow. Mm. So, we're back. When did you get back? I flew in. I left Thursday afternoon. So, I left. I think I left. Tampa at around 4.30. Brandon Jolly and I got a Uber to the airport because he was on the same flight back to LA. Mm -hmm. So we had a little cuddle time on the plane on the way back. Saw that. And uh, yeah, it was good fun. We uh, we had a beer and something to eat at Tampa Airport and just uh, had a chat. And uh, yeah, we flew back in. So at least I had a buddy to sit with on the plane. And Speaking yeah. of beers, so <laughs> yep. I left Australia at, um, I think it was 86 kilos. And I weighed myself yesterday. I was 92 kilos. Wow. Yeah. And After all that 
yeah weight loss issues yeah. that you've been going through. So I put myself through some um you know, we put up that post asking for a crazy diet and yep. I got one. Yeah. So in 18 days prior to going, I lost nine kilos in 18 days or 8.9 kilos to be exact. It was not exactly street legal, <laughs> but <laughs> I put it all straight back on. It was pretty amazing the level of weight that you dropped. Yeah. We didn't put it all on. You put half of it on. Yeah. So it, it's good thing I did it before I went. I was mm. basically on a beer, mozzarella sticks, buffalo wings and burger based diet. Yeah, I, with, with, I mojitos, dropped, um, with mojitos for dessert. I dropped five kilos, six, five, six kilos before I went. Uh-huh. And uh, I haven't weighed myself yet, but Be I careful. was, I can certainly feel there's a bit of a stretch going on there, but yeah, yeah. it's not, um, I don't think it would be up to where I thought it would be because I was cautious about how much I was eating over there. Yeah. Like I was deliberately avoiding having desserts and I was having protein shakes for breakfast. So mm-hmm. every morning I'd get up rather than go out and have a big intercontinental breakfast and everything, I'd. I wouldn't load up too much. An intercontinental breakfast. Or continental breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, fuck that up, huh? uh, (laughs) Oh, well. So, now it's the drinking that gets me. I put on weight straight away and I drink. And and that there was a fair amount of. Oh, yeah. The drinking was unbelievable. So, I guess the... I'm not going to say the drinking was the highlight of the OASCP for me, but the the socialization, the after hours time. Yeah, the after hours time was what I got the most out of Mm. and just met so many people. How many people did you say there was there? They had a record number. This was the highest attendance that they've had on record since they've had it. Uh, So I heard from Cindy, the Mm -hmm. organizer there, and it was 400-odd people. Wow. Mm. Yeah, so that's a lot of dog trainers to have in one place at one time, right? Yeah, it is. It's a lot of people and the resort handled it really well. Yeah. Amazing result, apart from the red tide, of course. That wasn't thrilling. Yeah, but um, that was a little upsetting. Yeah, it was a little upsetting. And the other thing which I thought was a little weird was like if there was any hint of like a storm in the background, they'd shut all the pools and all the rides down immediately. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think- There's got to be a reason for that. There's got to be America, a it's the land of liability. Well, uh, so I was doing this training team in um, Singapore one time, right? Now, part of the role of the infantry, it has this long saying, and it says, regardless of season, weather or terrain. So you don't get to stop when it rains, right? Mm. So we're training these guys in Singapore and it starts raining and it's just, everyone stops and they, they go and sit down in these buildings and they wait. And we're like, whoa, whoa, regardless of season, weather or terrain, guys, this is it. And they're like, no, over a hundred something people get struck by lightning in Singapore every year. Wow. So we don't fuck around. When it starts to rain, we go and we, if there's exactly that. So if there's any hint of electrical storm, it's targets down, patch out, they go and they hide until okay. it's over. But it usually passes over pretty quick, right? Like mm. it, it's it's gone. So I feel like it's probably the same thing in Florida. Someone might be able to tell us. Yeah, well, that, that's probably an interesting story. I almost was panicking when I got to Tampa and my plane was an hour and 20 minutes late leaving the airport. And I only had like about a two and a half hour window in LA to get to my flight. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I'm thinking, oh shit, this is not good because I had a business class flight lined up and I did not <laughs> want to miss that. Yep. So I was looking forward to getting some, like lying down on the plane and actually having a sleep on the way home. So I'm thinking, fuck, now I'm going to have to probably do a layover and organize uh-huh. a new flight or try and get onto a new flight or something like that. So by the time I got there, I'd gone to the gate. So I shimmied straight up there and the plane wasn't even in. So they just said, oh no, it's, you know, it's sweet. It's sweet. So I went up to the lounge at Emirates. Oh, I should have seen the range of food they had there. It was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like they had like full on gourmet meals up in the lounge and everything. So yeah, it was yeah. really cool. I was pretty spoiled. So and you're rubbing the, that into everybody that yeah. Oh yeah, flew yeah. home cattle class. Why not? Yeah. So 
who's your favorite person that you met at ISCP conference? Wow, that's that's a hard one. New person? Yeah. I don't think there's just one favorite. Pick. Pick? <laughs> Jeez, that's hard. Okay, I'm going to say on interest factor alone, Bill Church. Oh, yeah. 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 He just, just through interest factor alone, I mean, that guy is much deeper than I pegged him for. Mm-hmm. I didn't know too much about him before I went to the conference, but meeting him there and having some conversations with him, I mean, he is the epitome of still water. Yeah. You know, like he is very, <laughs> no offense to Bill, but he's quite monotone when you meet him like he's got one sort of level when you're speaking to him but that man is a really five-dimensional thinker there's a lot going on there's a lot going on behind bill church you know he is a really big thinking guy i was watching and since i got to know him i've been watching his glass blowing videos Mm -hmm. and you know he is quite a complex human being and i mean that in a flattering way Mm. now he's really cool i've got that photo with him where we all stood there dead Deadpan. I actually sought him out to get that because I, I think I, just, I ruined that photo for yeah, you. Yeah, just about. <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 we still pulled it off. We pulled it off. But yeah. it was because that was just how I wanted to get a photo with him, just dead, yep. still, deadpan mm. like that. Yeah, I was pretty drunk then. So I yeah. did. <laughs> no, but Bill was really cool and an interesting mm. guy. And I was watching some of his videos that he was showing and stuff. Like he really knows what he's doing and has trained with some really interesting people as well. He's doing some work now with Omar Von Mueller, who is, you know, jump Jumpy trainer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And he's. I mean, we, I'd like to talk to Omar one day. Well, I've actually approached Omar a couple of times to come out for a seminar. Oh, really? And um, he's speaking to me, but he's not um, committing to anything just yeah. now. I mean, he's busy all the time. It's like Mike Ellis. Yeah. You know, both Mike Ellis, good news for everybody. Uh, Mike Ellis has agreed to be on the show. Oh, really? Yep. So I've got an email response from him. Sarah Wysum uh, set that up for us while uh-huh. she was over there. So Sarah, massive thanks to you. Yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, she chatted to him and, and uh, I just said, look, I've been trying to get in touch with Mike for a while. Loved having him on the show, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, next thing I know, I've got an email from him saying, mm-hmm. Sarah's here, we'll hook it up. So I, since I got back, I've just responded to him, told him what time we usually sit down and does it work for him. So I'm just waiting for another response to that. So he has said, yes, I'd love to be on the podcast. Cool. And at some stage, we'll be interviewing Mike Ellis. Awesome. And I'd love to interview Omar Von Mueller too. Yeah. So Bill, if you're listening to the show, which I know you do, it's great that we're mutual fans of each other's and uh, yeah, if you can speak to Omar and sort of point him in the direction, we'd love to chat to him on the show as well. Yeah, for sure. He's a very interesting person. Speaking of people wanting to get on the show, so I just saw that Sarah's just got back from her month in the States training with Michael Ellis and stuff. Well, we should talk to her about we that. We definitely should talk to Sarah. Sarah so call um, yeah, call us and we'll hook up a time. And She'll probably come up for Hans and Esther. If she does, we should I nab don't- her up. I don't know if we'd actually get time to do Hans and Esther. Cause no, but Sarah will probably be here. Yeah, but if Sarah's here, we should find time regardless anyway to sit down with Sarah and, and mm. talk to her about her experience over there, how the school was, how she found it, because she's been travelling around anyway. And Sarah's been really instrumental. She's one of these people who makes a lot of time for her own self-development. So I'd love to hear about what she's doing and how her journey's panning out and I mean, if there's anybody who is going to a glut of seminars and, and making that time, yeah. it's it's that girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's quite amazing. I really – I love you, Sarah, if you didn't know that. <laughs> Not in a sweaty type of way, but <laughs> – no, but I enjoyed hanging out with Bill too. He was he was a fun guy. So I'm taking he was your most favourite person too. Or have you got you've got someone else in mind? No, I, I had a good chat with heaps of people. After we Just had you're only allowed to say one. Yeah, so after we had him talk on the show. 
I spent a, a little bit of time talking with Horny George, um, mm. which was a really interesting conversation. He's a really good George guy. George Kittredge. Yeah, George, George Kittredge. And yep. it was, uh, he, you know, on the He's podcast. He's a dark horse, isn't he? Yeah, well, on the podcast when we had him on, he didn't know I was in the army. And then he came up to me later that night and he was like, hey, it's, you know, that really resonates with me. and something I've always been into. And I may have ruined his business because I was just like, well, join the army, man. I was like, the just do it. Like, yep. and, uh, I don't think he will, but I certainly had him teetering on the edge of it. I was like, cause it, you know, that's the sort of thing that I know heaps of people that then say, we'll find out I was in the army and then say, Oh, you know, I always want to join the army. Didn't pan out for whatever reason. And it, it's one of those careers that does have an end date. Like in the Australian army after 36, if you don't have a critical skill, like something that they want you for, like, so you can't just join the infantry after 36, they won't take you. Mm. So there is there, you do run out of time. And he was, I think he's 23 or something like no, that. No, he's only a young fella. And, He's like, oh, well, I've got all this time to think about. I was like, dude, 10 years will pass in the blink of an eye. You won't even mm. realize and and then you'll be getting onto it. And I don't know what the age restrictions are in the US Army. But yeah, we spoke for quite a while about that kind of thing, how he's into, you know, doing it tough and has has his whole life and, and thinks I, he could I told do him it. he should look into doing some man whoring. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could make a fair bit of money. <laughs> Mate, that, got, that kid could pull it. He's a looker, no that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's a good looking kid. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I had a really good talk with him about that I, I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting him to join the army, but I, I, as I said to him, as I say to everybody that says to me, oh, I thought about it for whatever reason. I ask them how old they are. And if mm. they're in the age, I said, do it. You can't regret it. It'll, it's a, only good things can come of it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I had a good time. With well, it helped shape you. Like it's given you a really good foundation. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, m- on my take on the army is y- y- you can easily get fairly. Chewed up and spat out. Yeah. And a little bit yeah. jaded by the whole machine, but. The thing is, like, I, had I not broke my back, I would still be in the army. I planned to stay forever. There mm. were, I had no intention of getting out. I, yep. I was a, definitely a career soldier, and yep. I took steps early on in my time in the army to facilitate that. But you that. weren't just a grunt. You were a somebody in the army too. Well, but I was in a unit of somebody's. It wasn't like I was anyone special. Like, it was a, a unit of, of guys who were designed – oh, not designed, but uh, – all the same I don't mean that derogatory type. to people in the army because it's a fucking hard job and, you know, there's a, a, a lot that they do that I don't know about and a lot of other people don't know about and all the hard work. But, I mean, you're at an elite level in there as well. Yeah, but, uh, but that's the thing. When you're in those units, you're sur- like everybody is. You yep. know what I mean? It's Everybody's the same. Mm. It's the same personality type just re- reproduced over and over. Yeah. But, yeah, like I say, like I said to him, you just do it because mm. you sign up for four years and <clears> – <throat> Four years later, you come out with a swagger of skills, friends. And you and, could possibly look at joining a dog unit in there as well. Yeah, exactly. And mm. then I said, you know, maybe pick up a deployment while you're in that. Come back, use your GI Bill. You can get, like, because I have that GI Bill in the States. We don't have that here. Yep. Um, but you go to university, basically. They pay for university once you do your time. Mm. Uh, we don't have that in Australia. So uh, it's a- It's a good leg up. Oh, it's cra- you're crazy not to use it. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's it just opens you to a network of professionals as well. Like if you're- part of that government services organization a lot of times you're taken a lot more seriously than the civilian so if you're opting for jobs overseas or anything like that or if you are looking at some sort of service dog role in anything being that you are were employed as a soldier or a police officer or customs or something like that it gives you automatic credibility just based on the role of your job yeah and so that gi bill is is very interesting as well so you know i did uh, that course at Yale and and I could be butchering this, but I'm pretty sure. See, the way it works is there's an amount, the GI Bill is, there's an amount they pay, but that doesn't mean that the university or the college has to charge any more than that amount. So at Yale, for example, they love having 
veterans in the classes because what happens is, this is so far from dogs, but it's interesting anyway. What happens is, is all the kids in those classes are the smartest person they've ever interacted with in their entire life, right? Mm. They've killed everything along the way to get there. That's how they got there. And then they're in a room full of people who are equally smart as them and they've never had to stop the teacher and ask a question. They've never been that person and they don't want to be. Mm. And what Yale and like doing is having mature age students, senior dudes or like people, you know, not 19 years old, late 20s, early 30s, that have been in the army because the army teaches you to like to make sure you understand everything and never pretend that you do. Mm. So what they have is they have all these, this room full of kids that are smiling and nodding at a professor that have totally been lost and don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then they'll have some 30 year old ex Marine in the back, just stand up and go, stop. I do not understand where we're at. And you see all these kids like relief on their face because none of them were prepared to say it. So they, they love having someone in the room that will, will say that. And so, as I say, they, they then, I don't know what the number amount is on the GI bill, but that's what they make your tuition so that you can attend. You still have right. to get yourself in. Yep. You know what I mean? It's yep. not like they just put, give you a spot. You still have to pass all the other criteria. Mm. It's just the money to pay for it is no longer a criteria, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Hmm. So, so there you go, Horny George. Horny George, get yeah. yourself in the army yeah. <laughs> and then go to Yale. But yeah, he is a, he's a good kid. And as I said, we've actually done a, a hot seat podcast that mm. I'm just cleaning up the audio in at the moment. It might take a little bit of time because it's a bit a bit fiddly mm-hmm. just because there were a lot of people in the room and a lot of noise in the background, fridges yeah. buzzing and all sorts of stuff. And, I'd, and Jay Jack who missed the brief on <laughs> don't, don't talk when it's not your turn <laughs> and kept hijacking other people. Jay's always great. You know, like um, it, it was- So good to catch up with Jay. I love that dude. Yeah, same. And Chad as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice to see the impact that both those guys have had on people over there. I mean, people speak about both of them with a lot of reverence. I just put a quote up, well, a a post on the Canon Paradigm Facebook page mm. asking for people to list quotes from people that they've heard in the industry over the years that have made a difference to their own journey and training. And the response has been fantastic so far. I think yeah. we've had like 70 replies yeah, a lot uh, of in people. one day of putting it up where people have found some sort of inspiration from, and there's a lot from Chad, which I thought was really cool that they've said things that have made a positive impact on people's yeah. training. It's like, think you know, some of my favorite ones is um, Esther's one, of course, Boyd's one, if you were to interview the dog and the no more one more time mm-hmm. rule and so forth. I mean, they're things that I've passed on, they're mantles that I've passed on to other people to make them think about when you're in a situation, you need to think about these quotes because they're relevant and they stop you from making silly mistakes when you think about, oh, you know, I've done, I've just had a really good response from my dog. Maybe I'll do it again. Well, no more one more time. Just, mm. just finish on that and just have the dog on a variable schedule where the dog's saying, no, nah, I'm, you know, I need to search for that inspiration to do that behavior again. Yeah. So those type of things are really cool. So yeah, we we caught up with Jay and Chad. You know, it was funny. So like there was a bit of an Australian mafia there. So there was, wasn't there? There's yeah. nearly 10 of us maybe. Yeah. There's quite a few, but then Chad and Jay sort of got absorbed into that Australian did, mafia yeah. a little bit. <laughs> just like, and Josh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Josh. You're one of us now and yeah. we're just dragging them They're around. sons. They've become yeah. sons of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, how we steal all New Zealand's talent all the time and yeah. just say, oh, it's not- no, we groom. We groom ourselves. Yeah, we groom ourselves. So it was good to hang out with them and, of course, Josh Moran, the dog man Moran. Mm-hmm. That's always hard saying goodbye to Josh. He's really become part of the family and, yeah. yeah. And my good friend, Justin Hall, yeah. who you met as well, big yeah. sweaty Justin. Hard to say goodbye to him as well. That's yeah. always a bit emotional. I so, had a T-shirt to give Justin and I never got it to him. I, so I've, I've got it getting to him. 
No, one of the Deadpool decoy ones. That, oh, okay. And it, if you're sending him a shirt, then no, I've already sent it to. Um, no, Kat, too late. The, um, yeah, I tried. To, I contacted her and tried to get it to her on the last day, but anyway. So sorry, Justin. It's, oh, we'll, we'll make a time. We'll get it to him somehow. Yeah, there'll we'll, be somebody coming out here that we can get it back to you and mail it to you in the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he's a hell of a guy. He's always good fun, and I really enjoyed time with Justin. Another, he's a good deep thinking guy. He's actually a good dog trainer himself. Mm-hmm. Um, runs a successful business. He's part of the Dog Wizard crew out in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's um, he's worth hooking up with if you're in that neck of the woods. Yeah. Mm. So there was a bunch of speakers that were there. But we'll be just talking about how we really enjoyed uh, Janine Dryden. Oh, she was amazing. It was good. She was amazing. Like her presentation at the end, she is a real powerhouse, that lady. She really knows her stuff. Yeah. yeah. So she was the final speaker of the whole conference, right? Yeah, she was. And so for people listening, she's not a dog trainer. She's like a motivational speaker, business coach, body language reader. Um, yeah, she's- um, what What's her actual title? She's a human lie detector. Okay. So she's got a she's got a book out called You Can't Lie to Me. Uh-huh. So she's a profiler and she she's done work, I believe, with agencies around the world. Like mm-hmm. a lot of businesses employ her to go over there and talk about how to present yourself better and how to how to improve the relationship between you and your customers by the way you stand, by the way you dress, by the way that you present yourself, by the things that you're saying. Mm. And so yeah, she was uh, she was teaching people how to stand with a bit of power, how to walk into a room with authority. And yeah. so she had people doing all these uh, exercises where you'd line up and she'd pick you for your power play. It's actually interesting. I was sitting in the front row and I was leaning in and listening and she came over and grabbed me straight away and read out my T-shirt live to everybody, get yeah, ready yeah. to get sweaty, <laughs> <laughs> which I had made for the conference yeah. just for fun. And um yeah, she said, uh, you're a bit of a deep thinker, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And she was talking to me and she said, oh, you know, like when everyone's looking at me, you're looking at the slides and found that interesting. She pegged it straight away. I was thinking like as soon as she came in the room, I was really intrigued with her. Mm-hmm. You know, like the way she would talk to people, like she would single somebody out and run over to them and make a conversation between her and them. But she had everyone, or not everyone, but she had people in the room like literally bawling. She was emotional. She wasn't scared to be. Yeah. She got up on the stage. She told personal stories about her own life and her family and her mother dying and everything like that. She said, I'm authentic when I speak. That was one of the things too about being authentic. Yeah. And she said, "Um, if I want to cry, I'll cry. I'm not going to not cry in front of people just because that's not what you do. She said, I will do it. I'm an emotional person, which I thought was pretty cool that she was okay with being that type of person because some people in a professional situation won't do it. They won't let you see any vulnerability, but she's okay with being authentic and vulnerable. Yeah. I enjoyed her a lot and I sort of rode a roller coaster of emotion during it because I, I got a bad feel early on. I cannot stand the the motivational speaker groups. Like it's just it just rubs me the wrong way. And I'm sure that this is a problem with me, not with them. Mm. But I just can't get down on it. The get up, put your hands Happy up. Happy clappers, yeah. I, I, I can't take that shit. It yeah, does it, is, it is hard wearing. And I mean, I've been duped by that sort of crowd before with the multi-level marketing and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Like there's been so many groups that 
along the years, you know, like you do this, you can have instant money and you've got to make it yours. And if you don't, you're not authentic yeah, and you yeah. have to, have to, you know, like reach into yourself and pull yeah. your innards out and, you know, rearrange yeah. them and put them all back in. So it's a more positive light from Saturn is hitting the moon at just the right That's angle. Right. So it reflects and lands on you and creates a prism around you. And you yeah. just think, man, seriously, sell, pedal that fucking all shit somewhere else. And so I kind of got that vibe from her initially. And then when she was talking about being authentic, I was like, mm. oh, the rehearsed authentic, but then I realized- She's actually really authentic. Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah. And she told a few stories about that. I, I just got the feel like they were bullshit stories. Like this, the presentation was too good and it was, it would just seem too polished and it just something didn't sit right with me. But then she showed the video of like what she was talking about and it was all real. And I was, it was very good. Yeah. And she was very good. And, it was and like I'm, our story for PSA, cool story, show me a dog. Yeah, Well, exactly. she proved it, you yeah. know, like it was legit. She showed it. So it wasn't just a, like a sad story, follow me sort of thing. It yeah. was a sad story. And then here it is. Here's the story. You yeah. can actually see it happening. Yeah. So it was really good. I yeah. was, I was very impressed by her. Mm. Uh, and we took the piss that night because she was talking about like power stancing and we did and we're all, yeah. we're doing, doing it photos of us power posing. <laughs> Speaking of cool story, show me dog. We hooked up with the PSA club in St. Pete's Beach. I don't, yes, I didn't catch their name. Did did I no? I actually didn't that. either. But that was with Joe. Joe, Mendes. what's the what's the name of the club? Yeah, yeah. Send us a send us a shout out on your actual PSA club. Yeah, the name. Yeah, so we can share that because they had some really nice dogs there. They were training really good. They had a um, in fucking hot weather too. Yeah, like um, their decoys were sitting out in the, you know, like um, twenty eight degree heat and, and hotter than that. It was it was brutal. And and you did too. Like you were yeah, I you were geared up. up and suited up and yeah. sitting out there catching a few bites and so forth with the group. Lovely bunch of people. Yeah, really. There wasn't one person who didn't make us feel welcome there. They bought a bunch of shirts from us to support the show. Yep. So thank you, Joe, and your club members, really, for having us all out there and holding nothing back. They bought drinks for us. They brought yeah, watermelon they out. They were really, they were, they were exactly the fellowship from a, that's how a good sporting club should be. Yep. You know, they invite you out, they make you feel like family, and they certainly succeeded at doing that, so I was really pleased. Yeah, and they were really, I think, a pretty young club as well. Like, they mm, only had- Yeah, they're just um, getting going. and Like, a few dogs with PDCs and a, a few with ones. They didn't have anyone with even a first leg of a two. So, a similar level that we're at, you know, yeah. like we- What was the girl's name with the three-legged Malamar that- uh, Ma Fran. I, I don't- I, I can't remember her full name, but that's what she's on Facebook. And she, yeah, so she has- a, she just changed over from French Ring and has, yeah, a, a tripod. It's a little badass, by the way. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, that dog doesn't know it's got three legs. It's no, a three-legged no. rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she's moved to the area recently, so I was training a French ring somewhere else, but there's mm. no French ring club there, so she's changed over to PSA, and he's, and he's and killing a, it. So and she's, a good handler, too. Yeah, so yeah. she's got a, a one. She just with, had a baby, and- Yeah, mm. yeah. So she's got a one with that dog, and he's now training for a two, mm. which is funny because I, I, I had seen photos, and I feel like a while ago I saw a video of that dog getting its level one, so it's cool to actually meet the people because how many- how many dogs doing PSA with three legs? That's right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? No, that, it's awesome. You remember that. It stands out. But yeah, they do well to train. It's so hot there. Joe's a great guy, isn't he? Yeah, Yeah, awesome. he's a really cool guy. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Really appreciate everything, mate. Yeah, thanks for having us out. That mm. was good. And like I got, said- to, I got to hang out with our number one Canadian fan oh, in yeah. the world. Emma. Emma. Yeah. And she brought Veronica down too, so yeah. we got to meet Veronica as well. Yeah. Emma and turned out to be really cool. Emma's really a great nice. girl. She's, yeah, she was really good fun to be with. Good yeah. laugh. Mm. Yeah. Her little dog was cool as well, Cricket. 
Cricket, yeah, and she came second in the paper plate race, almost pinching first place yep. against a dog that's super fast. And she, like we were talking about at the end, and like her dog was running like 5.5 seconds or something like that, mm. and the other dog was like 3.8 or something. Mm-hmm. And down to the wire on the last race, Emma's dog and this dog were pulling low threes. Mm-hmm. And it was club records and everything like that. I know Emma wasn't overly thrilled by pulling second place because so she actually wanted to win. But she did a top job with that little dog, a little yeah. schnauzer, cricket or bug as her nickname is. And yeah, that was real that was really cool. Yeah. So that paper plate race for people who don't know, it's basically a send away and a recall. Mm. So it's I can't remember I don't know the distance, maybe. But you, you send your dog to a paper plate where there's a it's, piece of food. It's about seven meters, I'd say, if I was guessing. Right. So they, they run away to this paper <laughs> plate, pick up a piece of food and recall back and pass a line. Yeah. They finish. have to eat the food. Like they have to go and get the food and as soon as they've got it, they've been called straight back. That was the first thing I asked, does the dog have to eat the food when I was when I was asking people about how it works? Because I was I was And thinking, do they? Yeah, because yeah. I was like, that's where I'd save some time. <laughs> yeah, no, I built. I was told I had to eat the food. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, because I, I was, you know, that's how my brain works. You mind map these things as soon as you watch how it. Like, you how can I? How can I? <laughs> well, not how can I cheat, but how can I maximize my results here? Mm. And I thought eating that food seems to slow them down. Yeah. And I feel like with my dog, if I sent him away like that, he would think it was some kind of booby trap. It would take me ages to have to teach him to eat the food off the plate because yep. he'd be like, nah, this is definitely some sort of trap. This is this feels like a stitch up. Mm. So, yeah, they do have to eat the food. So that was fun. What else? So obviously we're over there with Brent and Kat, um, yeah. Alex Edwards. And I got to know Alex a bit better over there. Yeah, that was um, cool. Yeah, that was good. I mean, we've always kind of chatted but – Never really got to hang out with each other properly and, you know, like got to talk some shit and just... Me and Alex were talking one night about it. what was cool about the hanging out with the Australians there is that none of us had a function there. None of us had a job to do. So we really were just hanging out. I mean, the closest thing to anyone having a job to do was me there with Jane and Rip. I wanted to still spend time with them as well. Mm. But everybody else was just um, chilling out. So as he said... Whenever there's events on here, usually one of us, those people that are there, have some sort of role to play in it and are there for, you know, busy all the time doing stuff or you never really get to engage in conversation with people when you're you're involved in the event. But because none of us had anything going on there, that was pretty cool that we really could just let our hair down. Most of the time when I've I've seen Alex, he's come up here for a seminar and I'm hosting it. So I'm running around trying to get things done and... You're right. It's busy time for you. Your headspace is not in socialising and, and mucking around. It's yeah. The last time I actually hung out with him was a seminar at his house that I was running. So yep. both of us were running around like idiots, making sure everything was happening properly. Yeah. So you never and get. Yeah, to spend it's any not time. in the game then. It's no. It's in the game of getting the seminar done and organising other people and mm. yeah. So I think one thing that that all the Australians there took away was that we want to have something similar here. Would love to, but we've got to get people behind it because, I mean, trying to pull 400 Australians to spend, you know, three or four days at a hotel, no offence to anyone here, but, you know, like we're running seminars here and people are saying, oh, you know, I've got no finances and it's stretched and so forth, but we would love to do, and as we have talked about, is doing a balance symposium yeah. workshop where we're celebrating Australian talent. Like instead of bringing other people out to do the seminar, we're actually bringing our own people to the seminar Mm -hmm. to talk and educate. Because to be honest, I've traveled a a little bit now. I've been over there and I've been to not only dog training things, but I've also been to boarding and training presentations for the boarding kennel industry and so forth, 
we are underselling our education and our delivery on what we're capable of doing here in Australia. Yeah, 100%. I don't think people realise. Boyd said this to me years ago, and he's 100% right. He said to me, mate, you always think that the answer is out there somewhere and you'll go looking for it. And you'll go on these mad pilgrimage thinking that, I need to travel to the end of the world to find out information on things. And he said, but one day you'll come back and you'll find out that if you've had a good education and you know what you're doing, you don't have to doubt yourself. You don't have to go searching to the four corners of the world. He said, what you will find is interesting people and you will network and you'll make friends and contacts. And he said, that's the great thing about it. He said that to me 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. He's 100% right. Yeah. I've met some interesting people and don't get me wrong, I've learned some great things from people all around the world. There's people that are doing, you know, and it's not based on a whole culture. It's based on people. Like it's it's usually an individual thing that I find and they're iconic people in their own part of the world. Mm -hmm. But- they're people that have also travelled over here. They're, you know, like our Barts and, and et cetera. There's yeah. just, there's many, many people that we've actually had um, the good fortune through you and me and other people who have actually managed to hook people up to come out to this end of the world. But if you are a learned person and if you are reading books and you are getting out there and training and you do have some industry knowledge about you, I think you have to understand that, we're not far at all from some of the best people in the world. Yeah, and I think we have some extraordinary We have some people amazing here. people here, to be honest. Uh, you know, when I'm watching them train their dogs, especially like there was a time when I used to watch things like IPO and think, you know, we're so far behind. I actually think we're caught up in a lot of ways. Yeah. I was talking about this with someone there in that because we're an island and it's so hard to get good dogs in, performance dogs. Dogs, they don't turn over fast in Australia because That's we the don't issue. have them. That's the issue. Is that a lot of people become really good because you've got to work with what you got. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people are really pushing the limits because they've got a dog that isn't as fully capable as you might like. Mm. And so they have no choice but to become really good trainers. And that I think that is – that and the push by the positive only movement it has compelled a lot of really good training to go – to go forward. Mm. One of the things Ivan said in his speech, which I, I agree with a hundred percent and I, I've said my own variant of it a few times is that he said he is a world champion and I think I want to be a world champion. I am. So if it works, I will do it. I only want the, <laughs> if whatever is the best method, I mm. will invest all my time and energy into using because I want to win. Yep. And I think that's what's been the catalyst for a lot of these things in Australia is because the dogs here are harder to find really good ones. And by good ones, I mean performance dogs, right? Mm. We're an island and we, we, we've got what we have. That's getting better, but we're still stunted on that. Yeah. 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 That's been the limiting factor for a long time. Yeah. It's cost prohibitive to bring in dogs and you've got to know people and blah, blah, blah. There's a million reasons, right? Yeah. The reason that a lot of the training here has become so good is because you've got to work with what you got. And so we have been, and there's some people here that are really, really good. And so I think what would be cool, because what happens at this ISCP conference, people listening that weren't there or haven't been or whatever, is that it's kind of a tasting plate of information from people. Yeah. Everybody, there's, there's numerous speakers throughout the day. They have like a two hour roughly time period to speak. Mm. Some people get more, some people get less. Depends on what's going on. But you get your two hours or to speak and you get to deliver the wave tops of what, what you have going on. And it's a hugely diverse thing. I mean, at this conference one time, we had one guy saying the best way to communicate with your dog is to shut your mouth and don't talk. And then a few hours later, you could see a guy 
just talking nonstop and never not not talking to his dog. Yep. So there's a huge, and you get to go and sit down and, and just go, oh yeah, I like that. I want to learn more about that. Or I think that's junk. I want to not involve in that. But you have the ability to do that. It was mm. a very good tasting plate of who's delivering what. And to do something similar here, I think would be awesome. Mm. And to give people then the opportunity to then expand out and say, okay, well, this is what this, I want to learn from this person. I've seen their two hour explanation of what they're up to. And with some evidence, you know, like you can use videos and whatever. And some people even, because it's America, you can take dogs into hotels and stuff. People could get dogs up and do live demos right there on the spot. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, which like I saw Nelson Hodges do, he picked it, like just took someone's random dog and then had just did like a, it was a very quick sort of body language demonstration. But he just did it right there and you could go, oh, okay, there's merit to what this dude's talking about. Because I I just watched it happen with someone's random dog that he picked out of the crowd. Mm. That would be a tricky thing to do in Australia, finding a hotel that would, would facilitate that. Yeah, that would be tricky and trying to get those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. At the risk of sounding a little bit negative. Don't do it. Well, the only thing I wanted to say was the information for me this year, for me, was a little basic. Mm-hmm. I just found that, and I understand that there are people all different calibers, and I know that I've been involved in the dog industry for quite a long time. I found that some of it, I would probably like to see some content that was basic for people who needed that and also running parallel to that some information that was a little bit more advanced. Some more advanced stuff for yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot of it I found was at the elementary level of training. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, there are a lot of young people there, a lot of people starting off in the training industry. But what I would like to see from the organisers and Believe me, those organisers do an amazing job to get all of that ready and to have it run as smooth as they do with all the dogs that are there, all the people that are there trying to get the everything to run on time, which they did a great job. Nothing ran late. Nothing really ran over time. It was actually really well delivered. Yeah. So kudos to the people who do that because actually I know behind the scenes of working with PIAA and NDTF how hard it is to pull off conferences and get things going and running them here at at, um, at work. So they do that on mass scale compared to what we do. But the machine of the artist way on that quickly, the machine of the conference was very impressive. Yeah, Everybody very impressive. A, they did a great very job impressive. facilitating it. Yeah. The last night there's a gala. There were a few people who had flights that, you know, for whatever reason were leaving early and had bought tickets for it and gave their tickets to me because Jane was there with Rip. And so I had enough tickets to go in with the three of them and mm. we went in and I felt so bad for Cindy because she had to come over and tell you. That, and kick us out, yeah, you know, because there was no kids allowed under 18. Poor and, little Rip, that yeah. picture of him walking off in his Buzz Lightyear because he, he got dressed dev- up for the gala. He was devastating. He, he was. He was excited about coming out with everyone and we we somehow pulled off getting his naps to work out that he would have been able to be up later for the night mm. and he was so excited to be there. But it was just wasn't allowed and I felt like – I could see she felt so bad kicking him out. and mm. But, it, like, I get it. The machine has to keep going. They, they weren't insured for anyone under 18. I get it. It's fine. Yep. It's no problem. I was actually impressed the way that they handled it, and it was really good. Yeah, they're nothing but professional. Yeah. They're polite on every level. I mean, even when we were doing the podcast there, I reached out to Sydney and said, you know, look, can I get a couple of mic stands just for the room? And she said, sure, um, I'll get Tom to hook you up over there. Yeah. They were absolutely bending over backwards to help people yeah. feel comfortable and, and uh, be a part of the show. So She compensated me for keep kicking Rip out by giving me his drink tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, we didn't. Much um, appreciated. And there were people over there just really trying to spoil us and make us feel welcome yeah, and we loving the fact that we were the Australian contingent over there. So. To everybody who did that, I can't thank you enough because yeah. your hospitality was certainly well known. 
we had a great time over there with the networking and mm-hmm. Geez, I was dancing on the dance floor with people, which I usually don't do. But I just got to unwind and have a, a yeah. good. I was dancing on the beach with Josh and like ten other people. I grabbed my speaker out of my room and we were running around the beach, just like laughing and being stupid. And just, you were maybe poisoned from the red tide. I think the red tide got in my got in my blood system and yeah, really. But I got to let my well, I was going to say let my hair down, but I haven't got any. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I got to unwind and just. Previously, before going, you know, just with workload and everything like that, I was a little wound up. So I got to wind down and and just that's good party with some people and have some good times over there, and you know, go to watch some um, seminar content and meet some amazing people. So let's do a quick shout out to a few more people before we move on to our next point. Byron, yeah, well, he was on. We we had him yeah, we got him on. He's on the he's on the podcast, but I had a great time with Byron. Really lovely guy. Another guy that when we were saying goodbye to each other, that was a that was a hard thing. Byron was in tears and he got me going and, you know, I'm thinking, fuck, you know, I've just met, met this guy and we're already seminar best friends and <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, he was good to hang out. Heather Beck was good to see her as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, have a chat with Heather. And as I said- Don't try and name people because you'll leave someone out and then- it's Well, there's so many people really, isn't there? Like yeah. there is there is a, an incredible amount of people over there that we've just connected with on a great level. I felt um, really lucky that loads of people came up to me and and said, "Hey, then you they do like, hey, we listen to the show." And isn't really isn't that it. wonderful? Like the amount yeah. of people that were really fans of the show, like some of the guys from Play for Life yeah. group, and they came over and you know said, "Hey, big fan of the show, thanks so much." And and that was really the the nice thing about it was how appreciative they were mm-hmm. of the content of the show. Like you know, saying we've learned some amazing stuff just listening to the show. I don't think we ever expected to have that much of an outreach to people all across a a continent like the USA, mm. where there are a lot of podcasts and there are a lot of uh, YouTube channels over there with trainers that have been there. But people are saying it's refreshing, you know, like the content in the show is is very inclusive. The standard of the guests is amazing. So we appreciate it. Well, that's a good segue to it talk is. about what we want to talk about now. And not only is a segue to talk about it, but people were telling us we should be doing this. So over the last few, well, it's been months really, people have been harassing us saying that we should get a Patreon going. Mm. And we have, we just haven't told anyone about it. It's been up for months. We did it. It takes five minutes to do so. Mm. Um, We did it ages ago and we just haven't actually told anyone that it's there. Um, And also you will have noticed at the start of this episode and for a few now, we've had a sponsor of the show. Jason Furman from Einswick. From Einswick Dog Quip, yeah. Dog Quip, yes. Um, so Jason hit us up and wanted to sponsor the show right from the start, from like the first couple episodes, and mm. we resisted. Um, I think because we wanted to, uh, I don't know, I just felt like I just wanted to develop well, We didn't the show. know where this was going. Yeah. Like we've, we've never really sat down to think, you know, we just want to monetize this and make people yeah. pay for the show. We want, actually wanted to see if it was going anywhere. But I think that's the best way to put it, in that we didn't really know, first of all, we're just doing this for fun and we enjoy doing it and it's it's nice to engage with people through this medium, which we have been doing. But if it wasn't going to be fun, we were just going to ditch it. And we're sort of committing now to like, yeah, this is good and we want to continue doing it. And as a result, we're opening up to sponsors. So Jason's sponsoring us at the moment. Yep. Um, and if you're interested in coming on board as well. And, and a lot of people bought our shirts and hats, yeah, um, which was really amazing, really, yeah. really appreciative that a lot of people were 
grabbing them all at the show. It, what's cool about those shirts is because it's got so much writing on the front. It's like a paragraph of writing. Yeah. Um, people stop you and stare and go, hang on, what does that say? And then they read it and they're like, ah, <laughs> and laugh. Yeah. But I say, thank Jenna Cutlick. Jenna thought it up. We're, yeah, too, we're, we're way too stupid for this. Yep. So yeah, loads of people have been buying the shirts and hats, which is cool. Mm. And if you want to come on board as a sponsor, we've got Jason from Einswick Dog Quick doing yep. that right now. Einswick Dog Quick, you can uh, they can pretty much get you any dog related equipment, mills, chains, yeah, training equipment, leads, tugs, tugs, you sleeves, know, all the stuff. You just got a free stab then, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, overtime. So yeah, the Patreon. Like I said, I released the Patreon. It was literally months ago. I I, I can't even remember, but it mm. was. It was a long time ago. We just have never put it out there. So the deal with Patreon, for anyone that doesn't know, hasn't seen it before, is it's a a way of supporting the show monetarily, mm. and you can choose the level at which you do that. So we've set up some levels, but you can just put as much as you want, and it gets billed from your credit card by Patreon monthly. So the show is going to keep coming out regardless of whether anybody does this or not. And the, it just helps. Running these podcasts costs money. Yeah. We don't want to harp on about that. That's just the matter of fact is that there are monthly fees that have to be paid yeah. to host, to run the editing software and just all the setup gear that we actually bought everything. Yeah, exactly. So mm. it, what are we looking at? Two and a half thousand dollars worth of gear plus the computer and stuff. Then there's ongoing fees every month. But look, we've decided to do that, and we're not we're yeah. not begging for anybody's it's, money. It's, but it's, no it's available there. It's no one's fault. It's it, we wanted to do it. Yeah, exactly. But so that's available there. So the level one that we're asking for, we're calling it the backbone, is a dollar a month. Yep. And so that gets billed out of your uh, credit card every month by Patreon, and then becomes we, we pay some fees through them, and then becomes available to us to help support the show. If you feel like doing that. Awesome. Mm. If you don't feel like doing that, also awesome. We'll probably not know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can continue to listen for free. That's totally fine. Yep. The next step we have after that is we, we've got to have a tier that we're calling the educated. And so this is three bucks a month. But at this level is where we're going to start producing content for people. And so we, our goal to do that is probably once a month. Yep. And that's to do content that is really not – see, we'll always continue to do the – the interviews and us waffling shit to each other. But this and, will be actual training content where we're actually teaching learnable material. Yeah, and dissect mm. a, a training behavior. Yeah, or mm. anything like that. So yep. the first a one system. will be yeah, the first one's yep. going to be the triangle. Yeah, because I've been talking about that for a while and wanting to get it up. And mm. it's just like the box would have been fallen into this if we had this system going. The box yep. would have been one like this. A that step was, by that step was a free, guide. That was a free tapas. Yeah, that's the sampler. Yeah, a step by step guide for a training routine that we use. Yep. And those episodes will go for as long as they need to, to explain through that system and why we do it. And then there's some other funny ones after that. You can you have can a look at it. delight yourself with Pat's yeah, um, creative. Where you can pledge up to uh, $500 a month because who knows? Someone, what, what level did you call that? I called it the ruling elite. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give these things names. We've got the Randy <laughs> guests, the movies and shakers. But like I say, you can custom pledge whatever you do. So we're asking people. I'm sure everyone wants to go for the Randy guest. Yeah, the guest. Randy guest. We or should after have made we've that. been over there, the sweaty guest. The sweaty guest. Yeah. Yep. So as I say, this stuff will keep coming out whether you do it or not. And if you can, if you can afford a dollar a month, then great. Do it. That would be fantastic. And we appreciate your support. You're going to get continue to get access to everything that we do as we're doing it now. The only difference will be we're going to start Optional creating. extras for yeah. our members. Yeah. So mm. they're educated, we're calling it. And yep. they're. Well, we're going to aim for once a month, maybe once every six weeks, where we'll create an episode that is actually a like this, do that type thing. Mm. And like I've got a few 
yeah, we've there's some of the things that we've been asked in in questions. Like I've been talking about for a while now, doing the triangle. I've got it all figured out how I can explain that in an episode. Um, we've been asked to do you know Nepopo for dummies, and so mm. I can do that for sure. We can explain. There's lots of things. There's a lot of breakdown explain. that we can actually do. Yeah, yep. and more education orientated yep. things. So if you want to get involved in that, that'll cost you three bucks a month. Still less than a coffee. On Patreon, they encourage you. to I mean, we're not going to run away getting rich on. Doing no, the podcast, it's, no. it'll still probably cost us money to do it. But, yeah, probably. Um, you know, it would be great if if we could actually just cover those bills on on top of that. That would really be wonderful. Yeah. So as I say, I want to make it abundantly clear that you don't have to do any of this stuff. There's no, no the show will keep supporting. coming out on iTunes whether you mm-hmm. do or don't. You'll keep getting the content. You just won't get that education stuff. And we're only going to do that because what we found is the ones the episodes where we explain anything in detail results in a lot of follow up time because people want to ask questions and, and even putting that together takes a lot of time. It's not like this mm. us here waffling shit to each other and there's not a lot to prep. There's actually got to put it together and it'll, it'll figure be it a out. produced show. Yeah, so we have mm. to figure it out. And on top of that, if you've got a product or service that you want plugged on the show, like Jason has from Einswick Dog Quip, if you've got something like that and you would like Pat and I to speak about it, basically you can contact us and discuss terms of being a show sponsor. Yeah. So we can, at the start of the show or at the end of the show or the somewhere in between the show, we can have a a spot for you where we could talk about your product or service. So you can talk to us a little bit more about that. Yeah. It's a highly targeted audience, right? We, we got a lot of this from people in America who are coming up to us saying, why don't you have a Patreon site? Well, why aren't you that getting was, show sponsors? And, you know, like... Uh, that really was the common theme to everybody it we was. talked to. Yeah. Not to blow our own trumpet at all, but people were like, hey, you guys need to start doing this. You're mm. crazy for not doing it. And I it guess was, that we were just like, but we're having fun. We're, we're, it, the support was overwhelming. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe how many people came up and said, hey, I'm listening to your show. You guys are seriously pumping out some amazing content. Mm. That was... I knew we had fans in the States. I knew people enjoyed our show and I knew we had Emma and the crew in Canada were really enthusiastic about the show, but the level of people who were so appreciative and so supportive and so kind and had some amazing things to say, that was really heartfelt. Mm. I got a real kick in the feels. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So as I say, nothing's really going to change other than you're going to hear an ad at the start and maybe at the finish. And um, We still want to keep the show cool. Yeah. That's the main thing. Is cool. Cool. <laughs> You know, the moment you call yourself cool, you are no longer cool. I didn't say I was cool. I said the show was cool. (laughs) By inference, (laughs) you called yourself cool. You just lost any cool points you may have had, just evaporated. Damn it. All right. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it. So, IACP, thanks for having us. We had a cool time. We did. Jason. You you just said cool. You just fucking blew it. (laughs) We had a cool time. (laughs) Jason, thanks for sponsoring the show. And for everybody who wants to help us out now, you can head over. You can still buy shirts from us. Send us a message. 50 Australian dollary dues if you're in Australia and you want to get one. 30 bucks for a hat. And any events that we're at, we'll have all those things if if you want to buy them at the event. Yep. And if you want to actually monetarily sponsor the show, you can do that through Patreon. Jump onto Patreon and then just search the Canine Paradigm there. Mm. It all comes up. You can't miss it. It's pretty easy. It, it's a really good platform. It'd be good to help us out. Awesome. All right. Well, also, if you want to get in contact with us for anything, just do that via Facebook. And once again, if you like what you're hearing, like, rate, share, subscribe, um, tell a friend. Doing that really helps us spread the word. Speaking of that, mm. the reviews on iTunes have been outstanding. Yeah, right. We're nearly up to 80, I think. Yeah, and, that's a um, lot for iTunes. It, it is though. a lot. It is a lot for a dog training industry podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's almost 85 star reviews and some very, very generous words being spoken about the show. So, mm-hmm. again, that's really overwhelming. I'm really, uh, both of us are extraordinarily yeah. 
happy with. It's good uh, to know there's more than the five that I just got my friends to do when we yeah. first started. <laughs> 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 but like I said at the time, it proves that we have good friends, not that we're doing a good podcast. Well, now we've got good listeners Yeah, as now well. we have both. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Best of both worlds. All right, let's get out of here, Glenn. Music.